Nice name right there. You see that? I see that. Not What's Justin, it? obviously. Chilling. My man, my man. I'm sorry to ruin the fl the flow, my guy. Nah, nah. You know what happened? You know, you know what happened? Yo, Sly, check this out. So, first of all, welcome back, Group Tech's third episode. Hats off with something I look forward to every week. This is um, just therapeutic and just fun to chill with my boys. I got it. And you, and you know what this is? You know what this is? You know, a bunch of people have known each other for multiple decades, like we said before. We come together. It's the group text. We group, we group text all week. The original group text from the beginning. And then we get on here and we just talk about whatever comes up. Now, Sly, if you were logged in, you I don't know if it recorded our session. <laughs> and we and we did work. crazy. Unless, unless it recorded on your end, I got to check. I don't know. I'm going to be tight if it... Yo, Blue, I was crying. I was about to start crying, B. We, we was... Yeah, we was talking some heavy shit, man. Yeah, hopefully it comes back. But if not, we, you know, it was, we still had the combo, though, me and you. So that's real talk. Right. That will always that will go down in history right there. Yo, Joe, what's going on, bro? You're bringing some energy, different energy. So let me vibe off of you right now. What's going on? Talk to me. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you know I'm always bringing different energy, but I feel like I feel like I feel like I walked in the bathroom at the wrong time and like like a high school chick, like a high school chick, and there was some chicks in there trying to take care of some emoness, and I walked in at the wrong time. Now you walked in at the perfect time. What's good, Lord? Happy Friday. What's good? What's good? I'm glad to be you know, here. Had the crossfit? Had the crossfit go? Had the competition go? All went good, man. I was up against some savages. I did, I did what I could. Savage yourself. You're savage yourself. I did what I could, man. It's funny. It was like um, there was two dudes there that were just a level above, but from like third place to ninth place, and like every event, like could have been a matter of like three reps, five seconds. Like no one got the ass whooped. It was a dog fight, and it was just who wanted to hold on a little bit longer. It was good. It's, it it was exactly why I do it. Put it that way. That's dope, man. That's you know, it was it was a bunch of. The good thing is, like in CrossFit, you have. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it too long because I know not not that many people care, but Come you have on, all man. your divisions, but you have Yo. what they call you have what they call master's division. And so it's a bunch of guys that are 35 to 44 years old who still okay. try to get after it and compete. Guys that were former athletes, some guys that just became competitive when they found CrossFit, but it's it's people that just work hard every day. Mm -hmm. And uh when you show up and there's 10 or 12 of those dudes and everybody's out there saying hey i'm gonna fucking send it today uh you're not even mad when you're done if somebody beats you you know you you're kind of yeah. rooting for the guy next to you you're just hoping you got a little bit more in the tank than him that's, that's so mano y mano right there yeah yeah like when 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 the big dog when sly played football if they lost in the championship is like his heartbreaking like when i go yeah. to the crossfit thing if Usually when I lose, the guy in the lane next to me that beat me is a good friend of mine. So, mm -hmm. um, like, I, wa I want to whoop his ass, but usually usually they end up whooping mine. So, we got to turn that around, baby. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It was all good. Um, I had some really good events and some events that I – some shit I got to work on. So, But uh, at the end of the day, it was all uh, – two of my athletes did really well. One of the girls ended up podiuming. Um, Le Leilani was ended up in fourth. She was like two points from podiuming. Uh, so it was a really good weekend. So we had a good time. 
Nice, man. I appreciate you asking. Oh, absolutely. Man. Y'all ready for Christmas? Y'all got everything ready for Christmas? Santa Claus coming to town? I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all. I got to finish my shopping, man. Yo, yeah. Amazon B. That's a fact. <laughs> Yo, Amazon unloaded on me today, bro. Oh, today was tough, man. At work or at tough, the crib? Man. At work, bro. At work, man. Shout out to all the people yeah. in my shop, bro. I you know, I ain't gonna get too specific or whatever, but shout out to all my people in this, in my shop, man, that get things done and, and you know, don't really be stressing stressing me out too heavy or, you know, they they take care of the town, man. The town that we all love. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they, they do their thing, man. It's greatly appreciated. Word. I will say this. Um, speaking from experience, I don't think people realize how tough of a job that is all around. And the people who do it right, um, what Sly just said, uh, that should, like, him giving a shout-out like that, is that, that's what's up. Because it takes... It takes a team in that place because it can get out of hand real quick. You have no idea, bro. So, uh, no idea. I think so you know, I tell people that all the time, slide. And I don't, I hate to say it because I did the job. So I think people, oh, yeah, just because you did it. But I think it's one of the most underrated, um, gigs that are out there. Like, it really takes a lot of effort to make that thing go right. And Yo, it has it has its great days and it has its bad days. Like like when it's like forty degrees and it's raining. Like if you if you don't have your rain gear, you know what I'm saying. If you got on some whack footwear where your feet are getting wet, like you'll be miserable out there, man. For six or seven hours, or you're going to be working overtime, eight hours, you know, on the street or whatever. Um, and and it has its great days where it's you know. 70 degrees and the sun is shining. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Saturday is a great day. People actually home. You see your customers say hello. You know what I'm saying? Kids running around on the street and whatnot. You know? But, um, you know, it has its, it has its good days. It has its bad days, man. That's facts. You that's know? facts. See, that's where, where I used to... Uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's where I was just a little different. Those 35 just above freezing days when it was raining and it's miserable out there. I used to just, I was like, there's no way for this to be fun. So <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I used to look at it. It's just like, kind of like a sport or a challenge or an event. I was like, yo, I'm going to get yeah. out this motherfucker and I'm going to get up and down this block as fast as I can and make sure I, I put the stuff where it belongs. And, uh, I'm going to tear it down today and get done. Yeah, man. Those are, those are the physically demanding days and the physical can affect your mental too, man. Oh well. man, it's it's a it's it's brutal. It could be brutal, but I'm sure it's any job. Like uh, Al, I'm sure with your job, there's the the mental part probably probably plays more of a role than anything. No. Yeah, absolutely, man. We was talking about it before too. Just um, it's, it, 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 it. I look at it two ways. You can be some people are there just like any other job up there for a paycheck, and the sum. In with teaching, some people are there for the paycheck and the sum is off. Other people, like myself, are there to actually try to make a difference in a kid's life. I mean, I take it serious being a father figure to a lot of students who don't have fathers. But what the mental part of it is, the teaching part is the fun part, the easy part. Now, uh, one of my kids was having a rough day yesterday. And, you know, it was a 
it's like a you know you you, de- you definitely bring home some of that uh, frustration at times. But the biggest frustration is just what the state comes down with and these guidelines that principals are forced to follow and they just push it on us and it's so unrealistic. Like people can't hack it, you know what I'm saying? It's like people can't take the, the pressure. But like my grandmother was telling my grandmother talk for three decades. She said, once you close those doors, that room's yours. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about all that outside. So like we said, the mental stress, that just comes from like the expectation where everything's just test scores and kids aren't kids to most like administrators. It's like they talk numbers. And I'm like, yo, but that's so-and-so. That's this kid. He's going through this. They don't care. They just want, what's his test score? What's his test score? It's like, yo, it's not about a test score. But the state makes it that way. So that's the mental part. That's I would say that's the most frustrating thing with teaching. It's it's unrealistic. It you know, it's just a test. One test a year makes or breaks like how kids perform. Nah, man. My kids learn my kids learn about life that can't be measured on a test. Because I teach it. I teach life. You know, compassion, you can't measure compassion or empathy on a test. That's what's right. up, man. I love to hear that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised hearing that from you, though. So my wife was having a rough day, a rough morning, <clears throat> and she FaceTimed me on mistake. She was in the store. So it was Friday, first period, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick it up. And I muted her, and I was just, and she was just watching me teach. She's never seen me uh, teach before. And she she hit me up later. I was like, yo, that was amazing. Just like complimentary, you know. And it's just something that to be honest, it's just something that I take like very serious, like dear to my heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I feel like when it comes to teaching, I feel like that so it was a calling for some. And you know, the funny thing is that I became a teacher. Like, so both of my grandparents were teachers. My my mom's grandfather, my mom's father passed away uh, when I was my grandfather passed away when I was 14 or 13. And uh, but he was a teacher. And then my grandmother's still alive, going to be 90 in August. Um, as a teacher. And my grandmother always used to say, yo, be a teacher, be a teacher. And I just wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was thinking about music, and we played baseball in college, and thinking all these other things. But then it was just on a whim. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> That's it. That's how I came about. Ray, Ray got into Vegas for occupational therapy. And she was like, yo, you want to go to Vegas? And I said, yeah, what do they got? She was like, Pick a major. I was like, okay, I'll pick um, teaching. <laughs> and that's how it came about. But then I grew into the role and it's like, yo, man, it, I learned, I feel like I learned from just as much as the kids from the kids learn from me. It's just, you know, they, it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing, man. It's, a, it is, it's fun to be with kids all day. They keep you young. Yo, it makes total sense, though, because now, um, I know we have like a, not everybody, but uh, I would say a lot of the guys in our group are kind of like alpha males. Um, but I, I think, I think everybody would agree. You're one of the guys that's kind of looked to as a leader. But you, as a leader, even from way back when, when I just coming over the crib with Justin before me and you got tight. Even as a leader, you were always down to listen and learn from other people. And uh, you know, you're talking two and a half decades ago and that's what you're doing now as a teacher um like it, to me just the way you broke that down and knowing you the way i know you it sounds like you're right where you're supposed to be hey man I, that's very you know 
I look up to everybody in this group, man, and that's just, you know, hear my brothers say that. I'm just appreciative and it knows that, I, you know, when I hear it from you guys, and you, you know, when I hear it from like that, first of all, tumbling, um, I appreciate that. But it's also when your boys tell you that, you know, you're doing something right. So, and I feel the same way about everybody here, man. We all do this. We all, we all, you know, we all similar. So, but it's just, you know, I got my name, my music name, my nickname, just from trying to be like, Yo, man, just listen, listen to people. Try to be compassionate, empathy, you know, have empathy. But, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know something. Yeah. No, man. Besides, uh, besides all that, with the compassion, empathy, my kids also do work. <laughs> so my class, they, so they rate. So basically, you have an individual rating, which is like fifty percent. Fifty percent of your score is individual, and then fifty percent is test scores. So I'm a special, I'm a special ed teacher. I only teach special ed, but my my special ed kids are in the top 10% in New York City every year in performance as well. So we do our thing on both sex, on both sides of the spectrum. I'm just going to say that. And people, and my name, my name's out there. So. Yo, it makes total sense, man. Yo, it makes of, total one sense. The, one of the, the greatest, um, I guess, characteristics of being a, a leader, one of the biggest characteristics of being a good leader are being able to listen. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, you know, that's the, engagement if you can't listen you can't understand where people are coming from how could you help them improve or how could you even improve yourself you, you know what i'm saying so that, that's like that, that's a big deal man that's a a great characteristic to have man you know you know it's um it's basic communication right yeah it's just to listen but you know you know we don't this this podcast, we're only, you know, we're in our infancy and our genesis, but it's only the third one. And we don't know there's going to be days where we're going to be cracking up. The other day we get serious and grown men, so it's whatever's going on. But um, when it comes down to just communication, there's so many people who just, they just yell. Like, and I'm talking about grown folks, not just kids. And they see it every day, man. They, nobody listens to each other. Everyone just yells over each other. You know I what I felt, I felt that was just too much. It's like wasted energy. Go ahead, Joe. You know what I, I like about what Sly just said, um, <clears throat> and it's obvious that you're you're aware of this, and I would just add something to it as far as being a leader, listening. Uh, like Sly said, is a major, it's a key, it's a key to being a leader. You need to be able to listen. But what I found, you know, because well, what I do with baseball and in the gym. And you're a leader I, too, bro. I try Big to speak to, to, to other coaches and leaders. Other coaches and then people on the field. Um, I feel like the biggest step to that is a lot of people, they can get to the step where they listen. I think the best leaders, once they listen, they can understand each person is coming from as an individual. So like, mm. yeah, I listen to Alex and I listen to Sly, but I'm, I might need to take the same as that conversation from Alex and from Sly and reply to them in a different way to get my yeah. point across. So I think the best leaders can listen and then they can give feedback individually and not just kind of be almost like, yeah, I'm a really good listener and I have a robot answer. Yeah, um, that's, that's a quote. Um, yo, that's a quotable, bro. That's deep right there, but I right. like that. That's, that's dope, man. That's, that's something dope. that I've, that I've really tried to work on and I'm lucky enough every day to get to, to deal with some, um, very different individuals, but people who are very passionate about what they do. And I practice that shit over and over and over again. And I'll tell you, I learned, this is no lie. In three weeks of this podcast, what I noticed is 
Alex, you're really good at listening. When other people are talking, you don't ever, 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 ever come back in until it gets quiet again or somebody asks you a question. And I think we're all pretty. I think you're really good at it. And I've been trying to tell myself in just three weeks of doing this podcast, don't talk when someone else is talking because Alex is fucking great at it and don't let him be better than you. Because I think that's an awesome skill to have. Um, yeah, I, was I just, just wanted to I was throw, just that, throw that at you. I was just trying to time it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you but 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 you timing it right is that you're you're conscious of it, man. Like you're doing it. You do it very well. Um and I don't think anybody does it bad, but I noticed personally, even before Sly just said that about listening, that you're probably the best at that. And it makes sense because you probably have to do that every single day in your job and you probably do it well there too. Thanks, bro. That's, that's what we do all day. That's, that's exactly. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Appreciate that. But like, this is such like, um, you know what's so you know what's so dope about this podcast? And if if that was recorded before, that if that's going to be something. But if it wasn't, um, this podcast can just be anything. Because I love the idea, Blue, when you said, "Yo, no script, just and it just bec- it's just so organic." whatever this thing is whatever it is it's just dope i look forward to it and it was just it's just dope that we're on the third one already and then and bunks is loving it bro he hit me up today and he was like yo i can't make it but the next one i'm right back let me know when i was like i was like yo i hear you like it's like, this is good for us man this is good to get together and just you know keep it real life real life stuff like we're hanging out man. we're talking real shit yeah. I, like, it's, I, I look forward to it, man. I do. Yeah, me too, man. Word up. Me, I this definitely is, do. This is dope, man. And we can take it. There's no pressure to do anything. We just Whatever it comes about, comes about. I hope the other one is recorded, too, because it sounds like y'all had a good combo. And I think it, based off the first two weeks I was on, and now being on, this is week three. I'll call this week three B. <laughs> y'all did week three. Um. Yeah, hopefully, no, that was, uh... it, hopefully it didn't slip up with that whole with, with the whole recording issue, but you you get a really good idea of what like and another thing you do well, Al, is you keep reminding people what we're trying to do here. You you put in little snippets here and there, almost like it's scripted, but it's not. Um, with the group text podcast and just guys that are getting just trying to trying to BS, um, just talk about life. I think you get a really good snippet in these last three weeks of like really who we are, like. I, I mean, the, too, bro. The, we I had a couple too, things in the first two weeks. We brought up some topics to make combo, but then those combos really let us go and down different routes of who we are. And now this one, I mean, I just popped on out of nowhere after interrupting. Yeah, uh, we just rolling with some real good, real good talk. I think it's fucking great. Politics, yeah, man. And you know that, and you know it's just. You never know, right? Life is just, as we all know, it's just so short. It's just, this is precious. These are precious moments, man, that we could just sit here and talk and, you know, give each other props and let them know, you know, yo, blow you ill, man. You my boy. You know what I'm saying? Dope leader. I'm proud of you. That's why same thing. I'm proud of you, bro. It's just like, you know, like we said in the first one, or Blue said in the first one, you know, we come together and it could be people can have different opinions and voice them and hell, it happens. <laughs> and, uh, but, we love each other, so it doesn't it doesn't phase us. Like it's always going to be what it is. This is just 
like I said, I just look forward to getting together and talking. Like you said, you know, a lot of people don't have what we have. It's special, man, to have these many, this many people around and everyone gets along. And the, and the, the whites get along. The kids get along. So it's like everything just flows. It's like an ocean of water, man. Everything just flows. It's, it's, legitimately, it's legitimately all love, man. You know? In, in every sense of the phrase, it's all love, man. And, you know, oh, that's just... Lord. As I get into, as I get into my, you know, I'm in a new, I'm a whole, I'm in a whole new state. I feel like I've just been reborn, so to speak. Not to get to throw that out there, but it's like doing what I do for a living. It's just like it's become, I'm becoming that. Like, yo, let people know how you feel about them. Like, show compassion. Be, you know, show love for people. It's like, cause I can't complain, bro. I'm enjoying my life. Like, I really do. I'm genuinely happy, and I feel like I wish more people were happy as me. I really have enjoyed where I'm at. It's a, like for me personally, where we from, it's like, yo, this is, yeah, I made it, man. I feel like we all did. And it's just a beautiful thing that, you know, you're in your own house, your own spot, you know, whatever. You know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, cash is, cash is successful, man. Oh, for man. sure, man. Good. I agree 100%. It feels good, bro. It Dude, feels I, good that everyone, everybody, everybody did their thing. Oh man, I tell people all the time. Man, I go ahead, Sly. No, I was just I was just saying, like everybody, you know, everybody's living, man. Everybody's, you know, enjoying life. Families are good, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody's in a good space, man. Successful. It can sound kind of stupid, but I be bragging to y'all about motherfuckers that will never meet y'all. Um man, I talk about Don't say never. Don't say never. Shoot, man, I've been waiting for y'all to come visit me for a decade now. I'm good. Um, Yo, Blue, yeah, gotta, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, bro. I brag to motherfuckers that will never meet you about you. Yeah, that, see? You know and that's exactly what I was just saying. I tell, I tell everybody about you guys. I mean, individually, different stories, and then just the group as a whole. I'm like, and a lot of times I feel like people look at me like, Oh yeah, okay. You got the best good fucking group of friends ever. Um, Facts. But like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. More, more the mother. Yeah, you could put out a group against anybody, bro. And like now, that. And then, and then basically, y'all's reaction is exactly what goes on in my head when I'm talking <laughs> to bring y'all up. And one of the biggest things I do is I bring it up because just the uh, the diversity of just the kind of people we are. And I'm like, you don't, everyone, people down here always tell me like, oh, you get along with everybody, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't understand how you have one of the most dynamic groups of people um, that are not afraid to have a conversation 24-7 about anything, but would turn around the second you're in trouble and, and legitimately take the shirt off their back and fucking got you within a drop of a dime. Like, and it's not one person. It's not two people. Right. Right, it's, it's it's a big group of people, and uh, you can't find that man. Like that's another thing. We, I will say this, <clears throat> we always talk. We're proud of our group and this, that, this, but man, we got a lucky. Like I don't know if it's us personally. I don't know if it's something we've done, but like a lot of people don't have this. People, a lot of people don't have one friend like this. Um, so 
like we are lucky to have each other too so we shouldn't even take it for granted i know we've i know we've earned it and we we've treated each other well but we are blessed to be like the the family that we are yo i, I got a question man what's wrong with getting me? A, what's wrong with getting along with everybody What's wrong with, with getting along with everybody that crosses your path? I don't know, B. <clears throat> I don't know. That's very easy for me. Um, Same. Same. That's almost, you know, sometimes I feel like it's, I told Amy that's my biggest weakness. One of my biggest weaknesses is I want everybody to be like good all the time. Sometimes I feel like I need to be like, nah, fuck y'all. I don't care how your feelings are. Um, but at the end of the day, I, that's just in my personality. I'm like a people pleaser. Um, so it's easy with people you really care about. But I do that with people I don't even care about. So to answer your question, Sly, I can't answer that question. Because there are some people out there who just straight up don't want to get along with people. And it doesn't make sense to me, personally. I look at it, I look at it like this, man. Like, all, all it takes is respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's times when I go places with, with my wife or anybody and I bump into people that I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we saw somebody last night. We went to this thing at, my, at the kids' school, and I saw this I saw this guy walking. We were leaving. This guy was coming, right? And and I said, what's up to him? And he said, what's up to me? Like, All right, everything good? Yeah, what's up, man? All right, you know, whatever. And Janice's like, yo, you know him? And I'm like, well, I know who he is, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. Thinking that he knew who I was. And I don't think he knew who I was, but I knew who he was. He's somebody that's in a prominent position in the community. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the respect, the mutual respect. You you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he knew me, but, you know, respect. You, you see somebody, you notice him, somebody you might have crossed paths with. You know what I'm saying? Or anybody that, that might be in your, I don't want to say immediate circle, but your outer circle, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Just show your fellow man love for, you know, if it's just a hello, you know, you don't got to have deep conversation or whatever, but just just respect the people that you come across. They respect you. Life is good. There's no need to always just, you know, like you said, Blue, some people just don't want to get along with people. For what? You know, just... Just be cool. I don't know, man. I don't think it's that hard of a concept, man. You know? And, I always and have. And, I and have, have the people that, like I said, you know, I might know of you. I might I might not even know your name. I know who you are. You know, I say what's up. You say what's up back. All right, we cool people. You know? I, I don't know, man. You know, I would say, like, coming from Brentwood, too, is special in itself. Because you just grow grow up with pe- everybody's from all over the place, so you just you you you're cement like. So I grew up in a Jamaican, you know. I was friends with a Haitian, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, you know, as we all are. So you grow up in all these different cultures, and you become immersed in the culture. You understand the culture, and then when you meet people that you don't know. You have, I feel like you have a connection. Like, I feel like from Brentwood, I feel like I could talk to anybody of any age, of any race at any time. 
and get along. So I feel like, yo, if and I'll initiate like the hello these days, just because I feel like if I put out good energy, people usually, yeah. not everybody, like we're saying, but usually I feel like people give me that energy back. So I try to be like the, the igniter of that. Like, yo, nice to meet you. How's your day going? If I don't know somebody, how you doing? And then, you know what I'm saying? I try to just throw, like you guys are saying, just like throw the energy out there. I feel like most people give it to you back and most people are just trying to, are going through, you know, you don't know what anybody's going through, but I feel like if I just throw out positive energy, that people usually reciprocate it. And I usually, I and mean, I don't even throw it out for reciprocation. I just do it because that's who I am. Like, yo, I'm generally like, like, I want to hear that person's story. Whoever, everyone has a story. And it's like, yo, I can learn from this person. So let me learn. Let me be a better person myself. That's just how I look at things. This is like my, my, my philosophy now. At my age at 40. That's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? I think what what you just said is, uh, <clears throat> is perfect. And I, it kind of goes to what I was going to reply to what Sly said. He said, when, when he said, what's up? Janet asked him if he knew the person he said what's up to. And it like let's say even if he didn't, my first thought is even if he didn't, he might have recognized dude, he says what's up to him. That dude might have been having a miserable night. And now right. he he ran into somebody that said what's up to him. He's like, Man, where do I know that guy from? And he he might just be thinking, like, yo, that you know, that whatever my interaction was with that dude in the past, it must have been good. He said what's up to me, and you might you might have just took him from a miserable night to a good night. And that goes to uh, what you were just saying, Al, about just saying what's up to people or guy contact. Like, you legitimately can save someone from having a miserable fucking day um, just by being a decent person. Never mind the fact if you think you recognize them or not. Um, just making eye contact, contact and saying hello is not that hard of a concept. No. <clears throat> And uh, you know, I, unfortunately, I, go ahead. Go ahead. a lot of people don't do that. Um, and one more thing, just before I forget to piggyback what you said about uh, coming up in Brentwood and, you know, it's, it's easy. For <clears throat> that was one of the biggest things I learned when I moved out here to Tennessee. I took that shit for granted. Like we, we are that way. And I thought, that's how everyone it fucking was. Nah. And when I come out, when I come out here, people are not like that. Like, there's plenty of people like that. Um, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And one of the, one of the biggest things I've tried to do is teach that to people while I'm here. I've met people that have just grown up in the South, and I have that conversation with them all the time. Like, yo, listen to where I come from, and this is my outlook. Like. And I took it for granted almost like I'm kind of glad I moved out here and I realized like, no, shit's different. And if I can have a conversation with 10 people and they can go have that conversation with three people each, that's 30 people, maybe two people take it in, maybe one, maybe none. But the least I can do is have that conversation and just try and um, explain just another thought process, another way of life. Because that when at first I just was like, what's wrong with everybody else? And then I was like, no, these people just don't know no better and they need to learn and shit needs to change. And I, I think we were honestly think we were spoiled growing up where we did because we, we were taught to fucking just be good people and treat people well, no matter what. And there's not enough of that in the world. 
right. And then we That's have the. But, go ahead, Phil. No, 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 no. I'll let you go. I was just saying, like, so what? I, how I look at that, and yeah, every I, I, I second everything you say. You know, the way I look at it is, you know what? So the way to change that is to be that, to be that positive person and put that out there because people aren't doing it. So let me start a chain because maybe if I spit it to somebody, maybe somebody picks it up. Maybe my students spit it to other people and it grows and it grows and maybe get kindness. You know, this idea of kindness and compassion going for the fellow person. But I will say, I'm, and I'm going to be very honest, um, that also happens where I'm at to me. And, you know, there's people, the majority of the people where I'm at, where I work, are the, the nicest people you ever meet, man. Hospitality, 100, 1,000 hospitality, right? But you know, there's, there's always going to be a couple of people who don't want you there. It's just, and I can't blame them because of the history and Sly and I got into this before. So I can't blame them. But that, that it, both, it definitely goes both ways. There's a lot of people who you know if when you walk in, there's people saying no, there's people that look at you like, yo, you already know, you can feel the hatred. And I just say, yo, so what I do is just try to show them by example, like, yo, I'm here to help the community, not bring down your community. And just lead by example. And but there's people that I'll never that will never accept me. And I've accepted that. But it doesn't mean I should act a certain way. I'll just be myself. And still be you know. Still show them positive light, and that's just like it's everywhere, bro. And then Brentwood's just a special place. I feel like Brentwood's a very special. Place. I do. The, uh, I agree. I, I was gonna say that what Bowie, what you're talking about, that's that's the culture shock, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's something that we've never been. I, I didn't know what that was until I went away to college. You know what I'm saying? And then later on in the, in the workforce, you know what I'm saying working. Being in, being in the workforce, you know, when people just, you know, you, you're not, some people just aren't accustomed to being around anybody other than the folks that, that look like themselves, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, don't understand, you know, or, or um, they don't understand or they misunderstand what people's intentions are, you, you know what I'm saying? And don't get where people are coming from. You know, and that that that's a big part of what's what's wrong with society in general, man. You know, um, people don't understand uh, each other. It's terrible. Don't take the time to understand each other. You know. And you know, to me, I went to throw this out there again. You know, it's just a, we're just a group of friends, family that get together and just speak about life as grown yeah. men, grown men with a lot of experience. And I feel like. The, trick, the key to this whole thing, and I'm a, if whoever hears this, because we actually did have a listener in Israel, by the way. Shout out to whoever that person is. I, I salute you. Really? Hopefully, hopefully you, you shout us out to one of your friends and keep listening to us. Um, yeah, in Israel, bro. So I ain't checked Google yet, but for Anchor, we have a, a listener in Israel. So shout out to you. Um, that's hard. Yeah, no, that's dope. And, uh, but I think the key to this thing, uh, the way I look at it is, you have something in common with everybody. Find it. Because once you find the commonality with your fellow man or woman, that's an easy conversation. 
And you know what's a great commonality I feel like to talk to people and it's part of culture is food. Yo, you like, okay, I don't eat meat. Right? So this is, I do this. Like, yo, I don't eat meat. You do. Cool. What, you know, what's your favorite type of potato chips? Oh, I love Lay's. Oh, me too. Lay's, the ruffles. As long as you can find something common with somebody, then you can always talk about a common interest that you have. And if you're able to do that, I feel like, yo, yo. I feel like that's like a little tip for people, younger people. Like I got find a, commonality. I got a great story to go with this. What was you saying, Al? So, hey, the group knows my wife is Portuguese, right? Mm-hmm. So for a while, we lived with my with my wife's parents, my in-laws, right? And I'm leaving for work one day. My 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 mother-in-law gets down in the kitchen, bro. Like, like I've never had a meal of hers. No matter what she cooks, it can be the most simplest thing, the most exotic thing. That lady <clears throat> can cook her ass off. And yeah, like, bro, I'm 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 as big as I am for a reason. Living in her house, eating her dinner, her lunch, everything. Like, like I mean that. Like she gets busy. So I leave for work one day and I hear telling my wife. I'm making soup tonight. Um, pork soup. I'm like, pork soup? Like, what? Never heard of anybody making pork soup, but whatever. You know, right. so I go to work, come home, open up the door, and I'm like, that's a familiar smell. Like, <laughs> right. It's a familiar smell. <laughs> right? So I'm like, what are you cooking? Neck bones. Neck bones, pork neck bones, like that. That's a big thing in my my culture. Being from down south, neck bones and kidney beans. Her mom is okay. in the house okay. cooking neck bones, right? Kidney beans and collard greens. She's Portuguese. I never in a million years thought I'd walk into a Portuguese person's house and get what I would have in my grandmother's house in North yeah. Carolina. Never, never, and it was fire. What? Bro, that woman can cook me neck bones any day of the week. I will be 1,000% satisfied. You, you you know what I'm saying? But, you know, going back to what you said, the thing that brings people together, we can talk about food. Like, oh, I never I never in a million years would have thought that. You know what I'm saying? When I went to Portugal. That's dope, man. Bro, it's collard greens in everybody's yard in Portugal. Like, like Yo, collard greens is what's up. Yo. And everybody's yard in Portugal. I'm thinking that's just a straight down south thing. Like, that's just what we do down there. Nah, bro. <laughs> We're not the only ones. And they, they do it good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, it, it, it's, I don't know, man. I just thought that was dope. It was crazy, you know. I bring that. Her mother cooks it. My parents are like, what? I bring that to my parents' house. It's like Christmas over there, bro. Janice's mom made neck bones. Bring that to my parents' house. Man, listen. Listen, man, food's such a big part of culture. Huge part of culture is the food. It's a big thing, man. It's just I feel like commonality. You can find I can find oh, you like football? Who you like? And then we talk football. You like basketball? Okay, cool. You married? All right, let's talk about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you already know it's always married. So I talk to another married dude, you get the same complaints. Like, yo, there's too much stuff stuff in the house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, we all got... What that all ties into is, man, is we all live life. We all live the same life. Yeah. 
Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback the the commonality uh, conversation with. I guess we'll go outside of the food realm, but I think you go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the best examples, and I'm I mean I'm being selfish here, but when I came down here delivering mail, and I was up there in Kentucky, and one of them cities where like the other side of the track is the poverty. Like you would see on a show on TV that you don't think exists, like on a Netflix football show or something. Right, and, that's where I teach on the other side. Yep. You know, and being the junior guy, that was the mail route I got. And people were like, they would get off that route as soon as they could. Mm-hmm. When I got on that route, I was here for like four years. Guess what route I stayed on? That route. Had multiple chances to get off that route. But I stayed there because that's where my commonality was. It wasn't in the right. It wasn't in the the ritzy old school country, uh, quote unquote white neighborhood. Like it was the people that were on their porch, barbecuing, listening to hip hop, drinking beer. It was the people that were on their porch, or maybe had the front door open and the house smelled like weed, and they were listening to hip hop. Those are the people <laughs> I talk to. I go out there, you know. And the best conversation I'll get to go with the commonality thing was outside of pretty much all of it all of it that I loved and I talked to people about was there was a dude on the route. I can't remember his name. I hate to say it because I would talk to him every fucking day for like a year. Um, but that was quite a while ago now, but he, he lived. I mean, I honestly think the li- the house he lived in, he didn't even own. It was like boarded up, but he had like three pit bulls that would follow him around. And y'all know, I love pit bulls mm-hmm. and these dogs would follow him around. Like they were his kids. They did whatever he wanted. And I used to be amazed by it. And I started talking to him more and more about it. You know, we would just kick it every day. He'd be like, what's up, Jojo? And then we'd talk. And uh, he used to wear these overalls. He'd wear Tim's and overalls with no with no shirt underneath. Uh, like his overalls were like his wife beater. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yo. I said, man, first of all, your dogs are beautiful. I said, second of all, how do you get them to be? And he, he dead ass. He'd keep squirrel feet. He would hunt squirrels in the neighborhood. He'd find squirrels, kill them. He keeps squirrel feet in his pockets, and that would he fed his dogs because he was he didn't have the money to buy him dog food and stuff. So he got and he, yeah, and he was in in the dog, but the dogs loved it, and that's what he did. He was feeding them squirrel feet and squirrel meat, and then we just got to talking about dogs every day, and like I'm a I'm a dude that he probably never thought was going to be the happiest person to see him every day. And I used to love fucking talking to him. And then one day, this is a slide. I think I've told you this before. I, I pull up one day and we're talking. And he says, Joe, he goes, I got to ask you a question, man. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you ain't Popo, are you? <laughs> I said, dude, I'm your fucking mailman. I've been delivering your mail for like a year now. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, you ain't undercover popo, are you? And I was like, I swear this is God's not sure. I said, I said, fuck, why, why the fuck are you asking me that for? He said, verbatim. He said, you ain't like the rest of these white people around here. And that, that shit fucking hit me because I wasn't doing nothing fucking special. I was looking forward to getting man, to this dude's house at 1245 every day. So we could talk about fucking dogs and maybe a basketball game 
or a fucking song that came out, you know, <laughs> and like he used to always try and give me some Hennessy's carry around his pocket. Like slide no, I ain't gonna lie, my might, might used to take a swig or two, don't rat me out. But sure, uh, son. I got you. <laughs> but uh but like that like it would it was it would be like if I was got to see one of y'all each day on my route. I like I was like excited to get there, like see my boy. Like fuck, I gotta deal with this bullshit, go in the office every day, come out here, deliver to these clowns I don't like over here early in the morning, boom, go see my man, we gonna bullshit for thirty minutes. Try to get there. Sly, you know how it works. I used to try to get there early so I have more time to talk to him. And then when he said that, I'm like, damn. Because that means a lot of motherfuckers done treated him like shit. And I wasn't treating him like well. I was treating him like I would treat any fucking human. He was just somebody I like to talk to every day. You know? So that's that that to go to the commonality convo, that's how we started talking. But it also hit me like, yo, the way I'm thinking is the way you should treat a normal human being. He thought was special. And that's not cool. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I could go, I could go to so many different places off that conversation, bro. Like you have. Yeah, man. No, motherfucker. And it's a part of what me and Al was talking to, talking about in uh, the previous the, the the recording before is how how shit is different and, and people. I don't want to say that people don't realize it, but people don't realize it. How we grew up though is different than the rest of the world, man. It's different than how it is down south. It's different than how it is in parts of the country that are a lot more segregated than, than what we grew up in. And Bremen is not segregated. It's very diverse, but it's still segregated. The fuck do you think Regis Park is? My grandmother's first house when she moved to New York was in Regis Park. Redline and all that shit, that's stuff that, that, that we read about, that we hear about on the news. That didn't happen too long ago. People will sit here and be like, well, that was X amount of years ago. That ain't that fucking long ago. It's really not. You know? And there's a a, a, a great amount of distrust. A, a, a huge amount of distrust in, in, in the black community. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Joe, you just having regular conversation with this man. You know what I'm saying? Respecting him and treating like the human, treating him like the human being that he is. You know what I'm saying? And he is thinking that you got some kind of ulterior motive. Yep. The, not even the being, best. not even being his, being his friend, but not being his friend because you're not off the clock going and chilling and hanging out with him. You know what I'm saying? But you just showing love when you pass through. Because that's what people should do. The best part about that that relationship, too, is after that, it it got even better. It was like, um, it was almost like there was a, in the back of his mind, there was a feeling that I didn't know about until he asked me that. And then. And then after we had that conversation and I, you know, I gave him the old Joe Blue, like, get the fuck out of here, you know, and we like just reacted like I would with anybody else. And then he was like, you know what? This, this dude's just, he's, 
you know, being genuine. And it's just like I like I said, like it would be like I talk talk with anybody. Um, but I never realized how much weight that can carry. So like to go what you said about how it, it is different outside of Brentwood. Um, completely different. And I can't imagine how different it is in so many different areas. <laughs> but I almost always try to keep that in my mind. Like, okay, you ain't going to change the fucking world, Joe B. But you could change one motherfucker today. Or you could change a quarter of somebody's thought process today. Um, and I will always fucking do that. You know, I'll do that. I try to, being outside of Brentwood, I still try to uh, embed that in my kids. And I have to, like, because they're not growing up in the community I did. So I have to be really creative about how I try to explain it to them and, and, and give them different scenarios of stuff they don't get to see. We got to see it. Um, I, I tell people all the time, the, if the whole world could grow, grow up in the neighborhood we did, we'd be okay. We wouldn't be perfect, but we would be okay. Um, and I truly believe that. I really do. I really do. But that's not the case. So at least the, what I can do to go like what Al was saying about with his kids, how he can listen and he can try and have some empathy and he can try and make somebody feel like each day that he really there to listen. I can each day go out in everyday life and try and show somebody. I don't give a fuck if it's another white person. I don't care who it is. Like, I'm going to try and find some way, shape, or form to show people, like, yo, everybody's not an asshole. Oh, um, and that's and that's all I can do, you know? I, uh, I wish, okay. I wish, because like I said earlier, I'm a people pleaser. I wish we can all fucking be all right, but that ain't going to happen. But every day I'm going to go out there and be decent to somebody. And... You know, wherever the cars may lay, that's where they're going to lay. But if if we got half the population to have that attitude, we'd be okay. Um, you know, maybe this maybe this podcast will reach someone else, not outside of Israel. And our our conversation alone will will make one or two people think about that. You know. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, man. Yo. On a lighter note, what's everybody drinking tonight, man? I'm drinking. What's y'all drinking, man? You know what I'm drinking. Y'all ain't even got to ask me. Miller, you got the you got the Miller Light special. You know it, baby. <laughs> no training this weekend. Uh, no, no competition this weekend. Go. Yeah, I'll still be Ooh. up working out tomorrow, boy. Hell yeah, yeah. Who's, who's police dog is that barking in the background, bro? That's not the weed. My- Yo, it's Tyson, bro. He's That's I think it's y'all. Time he don't money. ever bark. He wants to talk to y'all. Time money was good. Time money. Tyson's lit. I, I ain't, yo. You said so many pictures of him, man, running around and sleeping. I've never heard, never seen a picture of this dog even though like he would be interested in, in barking. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, he barks. He barks for treats, bro. That's all he barks. Oh, for. Man. that's what time it is. <laughs> he knows what's up. He's bugging right now. Yo, what's up? Yo, what's up with Fluffy, my guy? Fluffy, Fluffy. yo, Fluffy, Daddy, right here. Oh, he's an OG. 
He's sleeping, man, on his elevated bed right now, bro. He's got a bed that Tyson can probably sleep on. He's just like a king, man. You know what I'm saying? Does he have like a? Does he have like a? Like the old people in the in the store with the scooters, like in the supermarket. Does he have like a dog version of that? <laughs> yeah, he better stop, man. I put I play this podcast for Janet. She gonna send people out there for you in Tennessee trying to play her dog, man. <laughs> 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 I ain't scared of you, but I'm scared of Janet. I'm good. He's a oh yo, he's 14, man. Hey, did did anybody else get on tonight? Nah, it's just us. Not just us, man. It was it was me and Al rocking out before you jumped on, man. I went out to dinner with Amy, but I wasn't nice. gonna I wasn't gonna miss trying to get on my boys, you know what I'm saying? Oh shit. Yeah. You lied to man. Like I, I said, told, man. I told her I was like, "Yo, you can only you, you can only get an appetizer, but we gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta get back. We gotta get back and enjoy that. But, y'all, <laughs> it's dope. I looked on the, I got the so I was on the gram, Instagram, and on the Brentwood group text, and then I saw two friend requests, and there was like Amy and Raynette. I was like, "Dope, man!" Like, like we got the wife's listening now. So Yo, dope, man. Yo, no lie, no lie, Brendan. We brought him to wrestling last week, uh, Saturday after the podcast. We were talking about it in the car, whatever. I was telling Amy some of the stuff we was talking about. Brendan's buddy was with us. On the way home, he didn't say it in front of me. Uh, when I went to the comp, Amy brought them back from the wrestling thing, and uh, his buddy wants to get listen to our podcast. That's good. Yeah, he was like, hey, get to your podcast link from your dad. I want to listen to it. my book. Brendan, Amy said Brendan was like, you don't want to listen to that. He's like, yeah, I want to listen to it. <laughs> so our first real listener here might be a 14-year-old friend of Brendan's. Yeah, crazy. Yo, I, I feel I'm going to be very honest. I mean, I, I, we do this. I do this because it's just we're chilling. But I really feel that. What we have is somewhat unique and special. And I really feel like who knows what the audience will be, but we we could definitely have an audience. I agree 100%. And I think, I honestly think I had fun the last two weeks. matter of time. I had fun the last two weeks, but I think um, I think tonight's tonight's talk will could be more of a reason to bring people in. Because like they got to see that we're fun and and bug out and do this or whatever, and then tonight was like boom, we just talking like like we would talk to each other if we were sitting at someone's kitchen table at one a.m. Facts. And uh, and and it, and it just happened. Like it wasn't like yo, like I I interrupted y'all talking, made you restart three times, <laughs> got on the phone after <laughs> dinner. But but that but that's us, like. I honestly think tonight's episode might be the best one, in my opinion. You know, it's just a second day. I, I just, it's, it's just, it's just interesting to watch it grow. How quick is it grow? I'm not saying like audience-wise, but just like by the now by this compared to the first one, right, Joe? When we signed on first and we won it, it's just like this is just growing into something like. I feel like it's its own energy. It's just evolving into something. I don't know where it's going to go. It just seems like 
it just seems natural though because it's just us kicking it i don't know and people who heard little snippets was like yo that's just two three people hit me up on one of the sites that put the snippet on it's like yo keep doing that i'm feeling that so i was like yo all right so a couple people feeling that's we you know we don't do it for that but at the same time you know what maybe like you're saying maybe we can maybe people can connect to us and be like yo i feel what they're talking about yeah i don't say we do it for i would even let's just say like right now we have potentially one listener in israel i don't i don't honestly don't give a damn if we had a million listeners <laughs> i don't i like that but 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 because here's the truth because like i don't think anybody we we this is what we've done for years so we would never get on here to be like whoa man that's awesome we had a thousand listeners but yeah you know what would be awesome to me if i got a message one day and somebody was like yo i was going through this in that 20 minute conversation you had in the middle of that podcast last night with that about that situation you had and boom and i I never thought about that and I applied it to the situation and it helped me out. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. 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 You know, um, or even, or even like someone saying, yo, I was stressed out in your podcast. Like I was cracking up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I was cracking up. And it just made me put me in a good mood. I would love to see somebody say that. Like, yo, I was laughing the whole time with you guys. And that's oh, where yeah. I think, and that's where I think it really would work because the situation I just said, in a situation you just said can very easily happen from someone. I could tell you this from someone, if it was me listening to us, that can very easily happen. We're like, Oh, these motherfuckers are hilarious. Listen for 20 minutes last night, cheered me up, had a couple beers, turned them off. Didn't want to listen no more. Or right, right, I right. can, I can listen to you and Sly having a conversation about a family situation. Like, damn, I never fucking thought about that. And uh, that to me would be cool. Like if, if we got an audience of people, just a bunch of grown men um, looking for just listen to a group of normal fucking dudes that ain't fucking perfect, trying to kick it and just talk about life. Like and they were like, hey, I really appreciate y'all. That would be cool as fuck. Yeah, that would be cool. But you know, what? you know, what? you know, it's even you know, what it's all about for me. I mean, that right. It, I agree. One hundred one thousand was What's cool with me is just it's just another medium for us to connect with each other, though. At the end of the day, you know, it's just a way to we chilling right now. It's Friday night. We chilling and we, you know, me and Sly are twenty miles away. Us, you know, and then us with you is like fourteen hundred miles away. But Friday nights, yo, Friday night, yo, let's connect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, we chilling right now. We talking. We hanging out. This is it's so dope, man. And my and my wife, um. And just, you know, a lot of times I, I realized I was talking to my man today and we have these building sessions on Friday morning, me and my man, Ed, because we're in business together. We have side businesses that we're working on and we have building, you know, we, we talk every Friday and it's the same thing. It's just like, I also do this to show my kids like, yo, be creative with it. Like, try, don't be scared to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like the podcast and all these things that we're trying to do, it's just like, yo, this is this is dope, man. I just really, I'm just happy that we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like happy, like, yo, we're on number three now. This is fire. This is like happening. The momentum is, the momentum's taking over. And I'm like, yo, I'm digging this. I want to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where this goes. 
That was like not, be... not wait, audience, wait, wait. just like conversation and see what we could create because we didn't even put music and drops yet. It's like still in the genesis. We're gonna get funky with this thing. That was gonna be the uh, like the end, like the follow up of what I was saying about like what would be cool if we got those reactions. But my follow up was gonna be like, but in the meantime. Like none of that fucking matters. Like I look right. forward to getting on here and just kicking it with like what you just said. Sure, like, yeah. I'm looking at my phone like, yo, when's eight thirty central time popping up? Because <laughs> I want because I want to talk to the dudes. Um I love what you just said though about like showing your kids about like you know how many times I want to shut down this damn garage gym operation, bro? Mm-hmm. Um can't even imagine, dude. But every day I wake up and it's like, no, no, like my kids seen this develop. They've seen what I put in at the gym before we got here. They've seen what I told people we were going to do. And whether I want to shut it down tomorrow or not, they're not going to see it, you know, and uh, that plays a major role in what we do, fellas. Yo, yo, Blue, I got to ask you, man. Was the, the bro? I respect the shit out of what you're doing out there, bro. Like having a immense amount of respect for what you're doing, bro. And and a big part of me wishes that I was down there to be a part of it too. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, from yo, know, you you my retro boy, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if I never bumped into you at retro. Like the the workouts and, and how my life went would have never been what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like like you you just took my whole shit to another level. Me, you and Bob, we was banging out together. Um but uh like is is what you have going on right now something that you envision happen envisioned happening or or did it just work his way out like that. You know what I'm, you, you know what I'm saying? Shit, man. Um, one, that's a great question. Uh, two, I'm going to really quick reply to what you said about retro. <clears throat> For anybody that ever listens to this, if any of my people that train with me now listen to this, uh, retro fitness, when it first started popping off over there in Long Island, New York, and Sly says, I'm the reason that he got after it, da-da-da-da-da, when he ran into me. You can say that all you want. You're the reason that I honestly fell in love with fucking training. Like, I used to dabble with it, and we kind of knew what we were doing then, but you were the first dude that made me feel like if I didn't show up at 5 a.m., my phone was about to be lit the fuck up, and I was going to feel like a piece of shit about it. And, uh, that sounds silly, but that shit meant a lot. Um, because here I am, however many years later, and uh, like in a joking way and in a professional way, that's what I do every day. Um, I try to put the pressure on people to give the effort they say they're going to give. And that's something that, yeah, I learned that my whole life from my family and stuff. But in my in my early adult life, when I was kind of a knucklehead, you helped beat that in me with some kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I was expected to show up on those days. And if I didn't show up, I was going to hear about it. 
And um, you like that hit home, bro. That's hit home for a long time. So I'm giving you the props on that. You can't give me the props on that. That's a that's a kickback right there. But to answer your question, <clears throat> I never saw this fucking shit happening. Um, I left the post office for the baseball work and for my baseball career. And uh, the gym thing was just always something I was pretty good at, like just my personality. So coaching in the gym was easy. Like if you can, if you can keep the room hype for an hour and you knew a little bit about fitness, you can run a CrossFit class. Uh, but just y'all know me, like I'm not good with just running a decent CrossFit class. I get like engulfed in shit. I want to be really good at it. So I, um, like I wanted to get better at it. I wanted to be the best coach. I wanted to get better as an athlete. So I just started studying shit on my own, um, researching everything and started to, I ran my own, I decided to run my own program. It's like, fucking, I'm, I'm going to write my own program. And I got like two athletes that were willing to do it with me and they ended up kicking everybody's ass. And, uh, then other people latched on and then other people started following me. And the reason we ended up at the house is really because of COVID. Like when the gym shut down, all the competitive athletes came to the house. And then what I realized was being at the house, I put so much effort into the gym, but the everyday life of the gym, you got the soccer moms coming in, you got the group at night coming in with their kids and, and all that is awesome. Like every gym needs that. Uh, but I really had a passion for taking like the best athlete and try to make them 1% better. Like to me, that was a challenge. And I was trying to do that and help the owner run the gym at the same time. Very stressful and have the kids and Amy and baseball. Um, so when we got in the garage and it was just me and like seven or eight athletes who just want to train, train and would do whatever I asked. And I saw the results without all the other like stressors put in there. I was like, Oh, this is what I need to be doing. Like, so when I first left the gym, dude, I wasn't making no fucking money. I gave up my coaching salary. I wasn't charging anybody that was coming over here. I was like, yo, y'all basically my billboards of my program. Do what I ask. We're going to work. If you get results, that's fucking awesome. Like, it's great for you. And it shows me I'm doing well. If you don't get results, if I know you're doing the work, that's good. If you're not doing the work, like, then I have an idea if it's, if it's me or you. Um, so like, it was very apparent. Like, I will tell you not to come back if you're not working hard. And the people just showed up and did the work and everything went well. And it just kind of happened organically, bro, to answer your question. So now I have people that reach out to me. They want me to like coach them online. I got, I got people in North Carolina. I got people my hundreds of thousands of miles away that I'm coaching. Um, That's dope, man. And it, it just all happened between the people who believed in me, promoting me. Like I've never asked anyone to do that. I was lucky enough to have people that were like, yo, I'm going to go with this dumb motherfucker and do what he says. And everything went well. And then they promote me and it's got to where it is. But I honestly don't look for, like I, I turn people away. I don't want any more than what I have. Because I feel like I can't give enough effort to that many people, if that makes sense. Mm. 
That makes sense. You know, like, cause I have baseball, man. It's hard. Like I put so much time into my baseball career that I, I cannot put that much effort into the amount of people I train. So I have to be very selective on how many people, because then I can't give them, I could say, Hey, yeah, send me this money. And then, but I'm not going to give them an honest effort and mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. There's too many online coaches in the fitness industry that just get people to send them money and they send them a generic program. I want to talk mm-hmm. to you every day. I want you to send me videos. I want to try to coach you through a video like I would in person. Um, cause I'm not doing it to take your money. I'm doing it because I want you to say, Hey, Joe got me 20 pounds on my back squat. Joe got me to do 50 pushups when I used to be able to do 20. You want the, you want the legitimate, uh, the legitimate tangible, uh, results. Yep. Yep. Like I make, I honestly, I make way less money, um, in coaching fitness than I could. But I don't, I honestly don't care about that right now. Right now, my focus on is on like 10 people and baseball. So, bro, um, all the, all, you say you don't make as much money, right? But all the money in the world does not equate to happiness. And as long as you're doing what you love and, and you know, bro, that's you. you, you that that could that could mean everything. If you could support your family doing what it is that that makes you happy, what makes it what makes you you wake up in the morning and be like, hell yeah, like well, I'm ten toes down. Like this is what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the movement, and I'm I'm, I'm happy with this. Then man, listen, you get it how you live, baby. That's how it's going right now, man. Uh, exactly what you said. I got baseball is doing very well for me, and if if that for some reason ended tomorrow, I could turn the gym the, the gym business around if I like make it bigger if I wanted to. Like the 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 opportunities are there. I just I'm not someone who wants to dive into something that they can't give a hundred percent to, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I worked way too hard to get to where I am in baseball to take my focus away from there right now. If that makes sense. Joe the swole umpire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, you, listen. You can take one the strikeout or knocking you out. <laughs> one of these days I'm gonna get y'all to come to a game, man. Yo, Tom Tom might come to a to a weekend at Notre Dame. If Yo. anybody else wants to try and plan that trip, we can make the That's boys fire. weekend. That's fire. I heard good Yo. things about Notre Dame too, by the way. Yo, like, Notre, <laughs> yo, Notre Dame baseball is, is really good now. Like, like uh, that. It's football funny, team's man. not bad either. A lot of a lot of northern <laughs> teams in the last five to ten years have become very competitive in college baseball. They, like they've changed the whole game. Um, it's super cool for baseball, you know. Yo, Blue, if I come see you umpire the base, if I come see you umpire, I'm heckling the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> nah, see? That's why that's almost why I can't invite you. Because I know Yo. you, I know you. You my boy. You would not heckle me there, but there will be someone heckling me and I'm gonna have to turn around and see you getting thrown out for fighting them. <laughs> nah, that that would be that would be Justin right next to Sly heckling you. <laughs> 
I'm cussing me all over you. Yo, but, when I when I logged on, I put my name as not Justin, obviously. I saw that. <laughs> oh, Yo, man. where is everybody tonight, man? I don't know. We got a good one, though. We got a good one. Yeah. But wait, hold up, though. Val, what, what are you drinking, bro? You drinking? Who? What a, you. Who? I got this is my third G13 beer right here. 420 strength. IPA. Sweet, sweet water. You know what my what? favorite thing about this is, too? My, we, my third, this, I just finished my third sweet water IPA. My bad, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. It, we have a. We're an hour and 12 minutes in, and you guys were about 59 minutes in before, right? Were we? Yeah, we was. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah when I, when I, I logged, logged, time, it was an hour, bro. When I logged on, I could have sworn it said like 58 minutes or something. Yeah, we did. Wow. Dope, so, so I don't know about you guys. Um, I listen, like I'm, I listen to podcasts all day long. And I'm a, I have a couple that, that I'm like, um, religiously listen to and then I have a couple like I'll just listen I'll just go searching for random shit because I think they're entertaining to me because they're not if you go on the right platforms they're not really bound to anything kind of like we are like there ain't no one telling us what the fuck to talk about that's right um, that's right you and tell uh, some of the best podcasts like you would think like oh my god two hours but some of the best podcasts I've listened to are like two and a half three and a half hours long because they just yeah. get to going, and you you be in the car, and you be like, "Shit, I'm already there." You want to keep listening, but you got to pause yeah. it and listen to it later yeah. after work or absolutely. Um, so like there, there's no limit. This shit could be forty minutes, four hours, uh, two oh, hours, way. and uh, like I just think we need to keep doing what we're doing, man. And you know, dope about that. I was just about to say that. I was like, "Yo, this isn't going anywhere. This is going to keep continue to happen." No, I would love, I would love to get a little more part participation. Um, like I said, though, I think honestly, think tonight's is the my favorite one so far. But I think um, getting like a the whole group would be dope. Uh, Phil would need two hours alone. I was gonna say, wait till we get Phil on here one night. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. You know, yo, are, we, and we said before, yo, where you, you know. This is the Brentwood podcast, the group text, the group text Brentwood podcast, and just a bunch of friends, family who come together, who've known each other for multiple decades, to just talk about real life. And um, we said before that Phil is like the, the PDD, the old dirty Phil of the group. And when you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And when, when Phil does get on here, it's going to be a whole nother dynamic. <laughs> Let me tell you guys have no clue. Dude, Dude, once you Phil go. Gets, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. But the whole group on here will be dope. But so let me just throw this out. <clears throat> we we we've we've joked. We've always th- everyone throws out ideas in this group in our group text. So every time something comes out, it never gets done. So we always say we have the list, like put it on the list. So this list, this laundry list that we have of things we always want to do, stretch from New York to Tennessee because most <laughs> most of it never <laughs> happens. So. I don't want to say the whole group will be a list event because I hope it does happen, but it might be. It might be on the list. It might just be a couple of different people. It might just be a couple of different people. I hope everyone gets on one night because that would be five. That'd be five hours long of who knows what. 
I got I got something for next for next episode over under how many episodes it takes for the entire group to get on the the podcast. Two hundred and fifty. Two fifty? <laughs> Bro, what the fuck is only fifty six weeks in a year? Five years. <laughs> Five years. <laughs> Well, 52 weeks in a year, right? 52? Yeah, 52. But yo, it's we rounded. I kind of got caught up in the postal world. It's 26 pay periods in a year. So I'm 26. That's 26, fact. Uh, I, I'm on that same schedule as you. 26. The first and the 15th. That's me. That's me anyway. I don't have pay periods no more, fellas. This guy, so you just make bank every day. I get, I get paid when I get paid. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the way to, that's the way to do it, man. I, I'll say this. Let me let me ask y'all this. Next week is Christmas Eve. Cats coming oh, up. Shit. Oof. Um, my 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 in laws are coming over. It's gonna be a late night. So I'm. Um, but you never know. I mean, I could pop. You know, somebody could host it, and I could always just pop in a couple minutes after. That's you know what I'm saying. We have Yo, you're gonna it. you're gonna have to um. Yikes. You're gonna have to talk to me this week about setting it up, and I'll do it for you, bud. No, you just sign it. Okay, yeah, no, nah, it's cake, bro. You just sign in, and then you hit copy link and throw it in the text. It's like just send in a text. That's all you're doing. Yeah, honestly, bro, I, you've been doing a great job, and I think I think you took that role, and it's worked out really well, and and you should keep doing it. But next week, I'm gonna do it uh, just yeah. so you got to worry about it, and it'll because uh, I want to keep this thing going. But to be honest, yeah. this is why I want I want people, different people to. To host and just, um, just get involved and then, uh, like I said, just everyone throws different ideas and just because I'll, once 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 Justin threw it out there, like I said, not to cut you off, brother. I just, you know, it's just once he sparked that idea, I'm in this stage of my life where I'm like, yo, I'm I'm about doing all these different projects because I preach that to my students and that. And I said to myself like six months ago, yo, you need to follow the own your own word that you're preaching to these kids. Like, yo, follow what you're saying. Like, like, yo, we we did a song for the we got a song done for the Brooklyn Nets that we're pushing out. Um, I just Jamie threw me a joint. I just wrote a joint. I'm doing an audio book. I'm, I want to write a book. And I'm just like, so when Justin threw out this podcast, I was like, yo, I'm about to spearhead this. Just yo, and see what happens. Yo, hold it. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I and I'm going to say this as if people are listening. How old are you, Alex? 40, my brother. You're you're married to a beautiful woman. What does she do for a living? I appreciate if, that. If you don't mind, if you don't mind saying it. She's an occupational therapist. She works in a nursing home. She's a a, a hero through this pandemic. Um, she works in a nursing home with geriatrics and She's been uh, PTSD from COVID, but she's there every day and doing what your wife does, real heroes in the health field that, you know, we just have to, uh, you know, my wife's a better person than me, so. And you have, you have how many kids? I have, well, I have my four kids and then I have uh, my class, so that's six more, so I have 10 kids at the moment. All right. So anyone who's listening is kind of got kind of got anyone who's listening is kind of got a gist of, of what you do. But what do you do, and like, what is your your degree and credentials? I'm going somewhere with this. 
No, nah, it's all good. So I'm a special I'm a special education generalist teacher. I only teach special education in all subjects. I'm certified K to twelve, which doesn't exist anymore. I have that. I'm also a licensed principal, and I'm also uh, I have two master's degrees, and I I'm one uh, two tests away from a superintendent license to run a whole district. Um, and I also at the moment applying for a teacher leader position. I'm also an inspiring entrepreneur and an investor as well. Okay. So all of this being said, sounds like a pretty damn good, successful life person, leader, friend, family man. And my man just said that he sat there and said to himself that I have to start practicing what I preach and and applying the things that I'm trying to tell my students and the people I try to lead to apply. So you've done pretty damn good in your life. And and you look at yourself in the mirror and said, I still need to do better by trying to apply these things that I'm pushing on other people. That's a fucking yeah. leader. That's a leader right there. Because And that's why I stopped you to say that. Because when you when you started having that conversation and I've known you forever. Yes, you have. That shit hit me because there's a reason I respect you. And if I didn't know you, that would have hit me. And But I, it's easy for me to stop you and ask you all those questions just to make a point to people like we can always fucking be better. And what you just said right there hit me. And, and I just want to let you know, like, that's fucking legit, dude. To have that mind frame is legit. People don't have that mind frame. It's just... Uh, it was just a realization. I can't say where it came from. Maybe just talking with you brothers. Um, but it just, came, it just happened one day. I just looked at it. I said, yo, you're telling these kids to go out, put themselves on a limb... And be and do what they want to do, but you have all these ideas that are sitting in your head, and you're not moving on them. And then it just clicked, like, "Yo, listen to what you're saying, and, and just don't talk it, like live it." And it's made me a better teacher because I've I've, I've made moves over the last quietly. I've made some moves for myself over the last like four or five months, and um, on some sides on some side businesses and stuff. And um, it just hit me. It's like, "Yo." Just take heed to what you're saying. And, like, just be an example. Read by uh, example. Read by example. Read by example. You know, I'm not the... I'm not the I'm, I can be a rah-rah guy. I have that in me. I can be a rah-rah guy. But I'd rather just show up, you know, lead by... Just be a part of the team. And just lead by example. So like when the podcast, once that was thrown out there, I was like, oh, this is getting done. I'm going to Google this. I'm going to figure this out. And we're going to rock. And then whoever shows, shows, and we're going to do something with it. And that's and now it's just like, yo, this is happening. Yo, and it's just that's a, why. It's just a, go ahead, man. It's just about inaction. The worst thing you do is not do anything. Mm. Right? About it. I fucking you know love it, dude. That's what so people, people still ask me why, like, why you still fucking train like that? Why, like, with the with the gym stuff? Why th- this competition? I Why do. are you still training like that? Yeah, like like when I'm coaching and stuff. Like, 
like this this competition I did this past weekend, the the people I train, like even the ones who didn't compete, they come to that competition and they see me doing the things I asked them to do or applying the things that I asked them to do. And that carries a lot of weight, man. That goes like what you just said, Al. Like, don't don't just preach it, practice it. And, and, and I, I think I think a part of it too for me is like <clears throat> my my daughter and my kids have always been very entrepreneurial. Um, they've always had this mindset of creating, and I've always tried to put that in their head. Like, you can be a consumer, right? So everyone's a consumer. We go on YouTube, we watch these things, podcasts. But be a creator. Okay, there's, there's a lot more consumers than creators. So I always tried to put this mindset. So I was like, so if I do this, whatever I'm doing, all these different projects, music, podcasts, uh, audio books, writing books, all these different things, my kids see that. And then my kids say, you know what? My dad, my dad is going for it. And I, I just wanted to feed on my own kids. Like, I, Kat was like, yo, oh, you have a podcast? And it's like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, this is what we're trying to instill. Like, this is, so I'm, yeah, leading by example, not just from like a teaching standpoint, but also as like a dad, like show your kids like, yo man, go for it. You only got one life to live. Go for whatever you think you can do. Like, don't be scared. Like, just go for it. And you never know what's going to happen. And that's what I preach to all my kids. Like, you know, it's sad because, and being in education, being, you know, uh, as we know, my background, as we stated before, you, you'd be surprised how many teachers shut these kids down, bro. I how can't even imagine. Mean and negative, bro. There was people like one of my students said, yo, I want to start it. I started a YouTube channel. And teachers, <clears throat> yo, you can't do that for a living. And so I told them, I said, yo, you got to do a your schoolwork. Teacher. But I said, yo, I said, yo, be an entrepreneur. Grow your audience. Like, Google it. What are you doing? Go home, make a video. Like, go for it, bro. It's one life. It, yo. Whatever you want to do, make it happen. Like nobody's stopping you. Just do it, man. Just go for it. And that's, that's I'm just in this stage now. It's like, yo, I'm going for everything. I'm going for gusto before it's over. That's it. This might be bad parenting, but I tell my kids all the time, like, I have zero rules on straight A's. I'm like, you need to you need to pass your classes and you need to go to school and not be disrespectful. Outside of that. I am totally cool with you putting your energy towards some shit you really want to be good at. Right. That's, that's how I feel about school. Like I'm not big on like, now don't get me wrong. If my daughter turned around and said she wants to be like teacher or a scientist or a doctor, like, yo, you need to put, get your ass grinding in school. But like, if that's not your thing, I'm not pushing it on you, you know, right. like, like go there learn responsibilities learn some effort you know you don't even have to give me a straight a's and b's just hand your stuff in and then but don't be lazy take your energy i don't care if it's baseball if it's wrestling if it's ballet if it's playing a guitar like pick something you want to be good at and learn how to fucking put effort into it that's like what i think is the goal for me as a parent right now you know and i could be wrong but, like, I feel like 
if you're not gonna be like your career out, you gotta be pretty good at school. You gotta get through school. Um, but like, there's plenty of careers where there's a lot of stuff in school that won't really play a major role. So go there and learn responsibilities, learn taking care of your business, learn being on time, learn, you know, getting your assignments in, but, but learn, but learn what's going to make you great at what you want to be great at. So talking about that, I was, um, I don't know which route I want to go, whether writing a book or a YouTube channel or podcast about like, um, strategies for teaching, um, and that and that is exactly one of my video. My first video is going to be on is is how do you, so a student asked me the other day, and it's the it's the age old question: Why am I learning this? I'm not going to use this, am I? Mm. And I said, Nah, man, you ain't going to you ain't going to use this algebra. But what you're going to learn is an adult skill. And he goes, What do you mean? What do you mean by adult? I said, Well, as an adult, you have less and less time to do what you really want to do because you have responsibility. But here's the thing about being an adult. When you have things you don't want to do, but you have to do it, you don't complain and you do it well. So I said, that's why I want you to think about this lesson. Like, you don't want to do this, but I want you to learn how to be an adult. So I love. I, it. Want, you, I want you to look at this lesson as an adult skill. I want you to say, you know what, I'm not going to use this. And it's going to be difficult, but you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. And that I'm going to learn to be mature and being a man or a young lady of you know, just doing something I don't want to do and not just doing it, but doing it well. And I think that's adulting. And that's why I teach that skill as well. Like, that's what you were saying to my kids. And my kids hear that and they go, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it's, it. There's more to it. There's more to it than just what you, what it appears to be on the outside. Yeah, no, nah, it, it, it's all the life skills. Life skills. I love the way you put it, though. I feel like, I feel like what you said is what I'm telling my kids but i like the way you put it like that's a great spin to put on it and i'm gonna steal that from you bro um i really like like the word you like about adulting like the way you put it is solid i like that a lot appreciate that brother that's why i do you know i do it for a living so you know and that's why i'm on here um just like i said earlier anybody that can fucking learn I, Al, you can you can attest to this. Sly wasn't on week one. Mm-hmm. I, I said I probably not verbatim this, but I said anyone that ever has dumb enough to listen to us can learn from from one of us in some way, shape, or form. And I believe I said I look forward to learning something every week, like I know I would just talking to y'all on the text message. Yeah, I think. It's just a special thing, the <clears throat> like like uh, OG said two uh, last week or two weeks ago. As I take this test from my ear, um, you can hear that. You can hear that. Uh, 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 so, uh, so, yo, you know what podcast are you getting that on? Uh, What's that? Son. That's three. Yo, this is three G four twenties, man. This is. <laughs> we holding it down right now. This is the beginning of the gin and juice, 2021. Yo, can I, can I lighten up the conversation a little bit? Please do. I definitely, definitely schooled some people a few years back about the intro to gin and juice. Oh, spit that shit. Cats did not know that dude was in the bathroom taking a piss. They thought he was pouring out some liquor. 
No, you're pissing, like, nah, bro. He said this Tango Ray is talking to her. Mm. That's I right. Take a piss. I gotta take uh, a piss. Uh, yo, who was you talking to, bro? My mom? How did they not know that? Yo, your mom's is lit, son. We gotta we, we need this. Yo, we need this story. So there was an occurrence. There was an event that took place. It was mentioned in the group text a few times. It was lightly treaded on. So, Sly, I want to ask you, what went down with Joe's mom, Mrs. B, a couple of the weeks ago? I want to, like, and don't, don't cut, don't, you know what I mean? Don't cut the fat. I want to hear how this went down, what went down. Let, let us know what happened between you and Mrs. B. Shout out to Mrs. B. Shout out to Go me. Ahead, brother. All right, so I'm, I'm at work in Blues in Town. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go check Blue real quick while I'm on my lunch break before he dips. So I was trying to catch up with you over the weekend. It was a Monday, and he was leaving on Monday. So I'm gonna catch up with Blue before he bounces on my lunch break real quick. Early in the day, Blue sent a picture of a bunch of bikes in front of his parents' crib. Like I don't remember, you know, what the text was or whatever, but it was it was mad bikes. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving. I'm driving up. Is that Jefferson your mom says on Paul? Yep. Yep. I'm driving up Jefferson, and I'm like, in my own head, I'm like, yo, I wonder if these bikes are still outside. You know, if they're still outside, I'm going to jump on a bike and ride around the block and send Joe a video like, yo, come outside. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be riding on the bike. Like, I'll probably, like, send it to the group text or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I pull up, park my car, walk up to the garage. Bike garage is wide open. It's like six bikes sitting outside the garage or whatever. Uh, I'm a big boy, so I'm not gonna pick the smallest joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see, I see what looks like a beach cruiser out there. You know what I'm saying? You know the beach cruiser, the Debo joint. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I size it up. I'm like, all right. I think you know. I think I could jump on this without popping the tire, or bending the frame. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I, I throw my leg over, go to kick up the kickstand or whatever. Start to roll back, and all of a sudden, I hear Miss B. Excuse me, put it back, <laughs> put it back now. You would like, not play it. I'm a grown man, like I'm, I'm, I'm in my work attire. You know, I got dress shoes on, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I wasn't 39 yet, I was 38. I'm like, yo, Miss B, it's me, Sly. Take my hat off. It's me, Sly. Hey, what's going on? She looks at me like I was about to bust a cap in your ass because you're stealing a bike from my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a wrap for me, son. I thought Uncle Bill was going to come out, choke me with them big hands that I usually see wrapped around a butt heavy can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was over. Shout you know out, Uncle saying? Bill. Over me trying to clown, yo, 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 man. I thought my, I thought it was, I was embarrassed. I, yo, what? I thought it was a rap for the god, bro. I was. I feel like. Man. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. I was in the basement, and <laughs> when we was talking about how our pops rig everything up, I was trying to fix. Oh, yes. this, I was trying to fix this damn dryer, and my dad had <laughs> had triple wired to the to the circuit <laughs> box at the crib. <laughs> Yo, he dead ass had a washing machine, like. 
Sly came down all sad. He was like, yo, Miss B just yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, son, my mom just had a stroke and we steal the bike. <laughs> I just had a stroke and you're trying to steal my bike. <laughs> the best part, the best part of this whole combo, and that's exactly how it went down, man. It was hilarious. Um, like just picture my mom seeing a seeing some random dude outside dressed really nice riding away on a bicycle. <laughs> big yo, just say it, bro. Big black dude, son. Just just say it, bro. No, like, <laughs> that nothing to do with big black dude. She ain't gonna see a big white dude in Brentwood. <laughs> she's seen the most well-dressed bike stealer she ever seen in her life <laughs> it, it, it didn't matter if you was black spanish Haitian. she she was like man that motherfucking tie costs more than a bike <laughs> the best the best part about the whole conversation though is there was like i don't know two months later i text you fly a month and a half no about a about a month later, she tell she I'm on the phone with her. She says, "How my buddy Slide doing? He steal any bikes lately?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the best part of the whole story. Then Slide come downstairs. I'm over there about to get electrocuted. He don't even care. He's like, he's like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" And then I tell him, and he's like, "Oh, you bugging? He ain't offer no help. He ain't telling me to stop nothing." <laughs> I tried to help. What you mean, man? Oh, okay. You could have helped me out, bro. I did. I tried to help. You know what I'm saying? Grab some plies and shit, but I didn't know what you was doing. I'm not an electrician. Then it'd be money for I stole. I tried to steal a bike and I burnt your parents' house down. That's <laughs> 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 not a great. Back from that, it's not man. a good. It's not a good day, right? I don't know if you'd be invited back yet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he, yo, yo, Al, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, he came downstairs mad shook, bro. I, I, I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. Like was, we could have the we could have had the whole group text, like trying to jump Sly. He wouldn't have been as scared as he was of Miss B that night that day. My dudes wasn't playing. There's, there's no, something about no. a there's something about a respected old lady that scares yeah. the shit out of people. Bro, she's right. not trying to have me steal no bikes, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I was proud of my mom though. She wasn't shook. She, nah. she ain't, yo, she ain't even yelled downstairs for me, bro. She said, "Get off the fucking bike." <laughs> she don't need. Put she don't back. need you, bro. She don't need you. Put it back now. <laughs> yo, I'm glad you asked that shit, Al. That's hilarious, bro. I feel like I feel like it'd be hard to steal a bike in some fresh hard bottoms because I feel like you wouldn't have grip on the pedal. With some fresh hard bottoms. Well, you know, Sly was styling, bro. Yo, was I feel like you you. I feel like the hard bottoms would just slide off the pedal. It's not like the, <laughs> the exercise bikes where you, you lock your feet in. I feel like you got some some ill joints on. You ain't gonna go that far with some hard bottoms on. No, I don't know. Maybe it's. You gotta remember something, man. Even though I get dressed up for work, you gotta have the slip resistant soles. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> 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 you know, he got it. He got the G fast, so he he peeled. How far did you go? Let me ask you a question. Where'd you make it to before you stopped? Yo, he ain't making it. I don't even think driver. I got the bike rolling, son. I don't even think I got the. I might have got the kickstand up. Was you even on the bike? Yeah, I was on the bike. I got the kickstand okay. up. Like I was in the act up. of getting the kickstand up, 
and, and you was about out to, the door. And you was about to get gutted. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> she was out that door. Like, yo, put it back now. <laughs> she was polite, though. She said, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Yo, excuse me. Put the motherfucking bike back now. You're gonna break your leg. See that? No, that's fucking funny, bro. NTFH. I can't. That is funny shit. NTFH. That's a group text staple. Oh my god. Yo, Blue. Earlier, we did talk about how Amy had a big part in naming Chloe, bro. Yeah, that was knowledge for me. Yeah, but that's not cool in my book because Amy should have nothing to do with that. Y'all be telling her to mind her own business. <laughs> <laughs> you Ike Turner? Damn. Nah, Ike Turner, bro. Nah, it ain't no Ike Turner. It's like, yo, like, y'all, y'all ain't wake up and was like, man, I hope Amy tells us what to name our kid. Like, she should never even suggested that shit. Yo, it worked out, man. It was yo. Chloe's name is beautiful. Chloe Noel, man, this shit is beautiful. Bro. Oh, she got a great name, and she's a beautiful it's kid. Dope. But like, it's like Amy's still whack. <laughs> <laughs> Such a booming hour turn, bro. <laughs> Such a booming hour turn, son. Y'all throw that shit around in the crib like it's nothing, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yo, tell him a story, Sly. Tell him a story. How, yo, how old was Kaylee? I was at Blue's house watching football. She's probably like four, bro. Bro, and the ice cream man. Like, you know how you can hear the ice cream man off in the distance? And you're like, yo, he's got to be coming around soon. So you can hear the ice cream man off in the distance. And the kids got mad hype, all of them. Kaylee, Brendan, P, they was mad hype. Yo, the ice cream man is going to be here soon. So we're like, ah, yeah, we'll get ice cream when he comes watching the football game. Was Monty there? He probably was. I think my two might have been there or whatever. We watching football. And Kate was like, yo, where's the ice cream man? He's not here yet. Like five minutes go by. Yo, where's the ice cream man? She's getting frustrated, right? All of a sudden out of nowhere, she was like, yo, this fucking ice cream man is whack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like clutching my pearls. I'm not used to the little kids cursing like that, B. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ice cream man is whack. Blue's laughing. <laughs> Ask me another beer. Monty act like he ain't hear that shit, yo. <laughs> like, this little girl's just cursed? He called the ice cream man. Not only did he say he was whack, he dropped the F bomb with it. <laughs> it's like, yo. <laughs> That's right there. I knew I knew the blues house was the place that I wanted to be, man. <laughs> like, this is where I gotta be. <laughs> Every Sunday. <laughs> right after <Yo>. church. <laughs> yo, that's that's a true story, by the way. That's a true story, by the way. <laughs> Fucking ice cream man is whack. It's like, yo, Katie's lit. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Blue just shrugged that shit off like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to call it, boys. Yeah, it's midnight, man. It's almost it's twelve thirty. Yeah, man. We did. Yes, Bobby did like. You want to give an yeah, outro? Yeah, yeah. You want to give an outro? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody want to give an outro? Or you want me to do it? Anybody I got think, something? Yeah, I think you're really good at it, bro. Yeah, fine. Right, so appreciate that, brothers. So again, thank you for spending your time. This is episode three with the Brentwood Group Checks. 
Again, this is a bunch of friends, really family, that have known each other for multiple decades. <clears throat> and we just like to get together on this medium and talk. Um, anything can come up. It could be comedy. It could be serious. And we just want to show the world that, or whoever, that people can have different opinions, come from different, you know, look different. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's just all love. And we, we enjoy our lives together as friends. So um, with that being said, I appreciate you, brothers. Thanks for coming on tonight. I'm looking forward to it all week. And it's just getting better and better. And uh, we're going to keep doing this. So, gentlemen, uh, like I'm going to leave it like this. And I hope you have a good night. And we'll talk tomorrow on the text. Great men come together and talk about ideas. Great minds come together and talk about ideas. Weak minds come together and talk about people. And we talked about a bunch of ideas tonight. And uh, for that, I have nothing but a, uh, admiration, appreciation for you gentlemen. The love is always a hundred. Love you, brothers. And uh, talk to you on the group text tomorrow. Until next time, episode four, we out of here. Peace. Sir, peace. Peace, Philly.